Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. I've got COVID. I'm pretty sure. But we are back and we are black. We not are needing to laugh. Don't you love that we have a show? We didn't got to fake it. You didn't got to fake it, Tiff. Tiff is not feeling oh well, you guys. Yeah. She wants to be in bed. <laughs> but I love y'all so much that I crawled out of my three hour nap from the bed, threw on mm. some shirt. I don't even know. I think I got this free at some festival. And was like, we're going to do this. And then I'm going to get back into bed. Thankfully, this is the only thing I have today. That's how much brown ambition means to moi. Oh, so. same. I mean, <laughs> we could just stare at each other for a, little, a long time. <laughs> how well, are you, Mantra? Did you? Oh, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Um, belated happy birthday to Superman. Thank you. And thank you for making the um, the donation on his behalf. That's really hard. I didn't even think about that. I think every year because I... You know, during our um, our anniversary, I'd post it, and the video was, like, really heartwarming but sad. So for his birthday, I really wanted to post a series of videos that were celebratory. You know, you get to see him dancing and, and laughing, and, and so, you know, I just posted across Ring around my... the rosy. Yeah, wasn't that so cute? Meanwhile, I'm so... self man, 6'6". Six, six. Yes. Ring <laughs> around the rosy, hunched over with a little... <laughs> I know. You know, it's so crazy. I was so <laughs> self-absorbed. Like, ooh, this is my song. I want you to be... I, you know, it wasn't until I watched the playback. I was like, oh, wait, Jarrell's in the back just saving humanity. And I'm in the front like, oh, get into these lyrics. <laughs> but that was him. He loved the kids. And so it was just so representative of his personality. So it was just, we, we had a birthday party because, you know, his twin Terrell is still very much here and loved. And so we were debating if we were going to have something. But I was just like, it just feels like Terrell's here, you know? Like Jarrell's not yeah. here, but Terrell's here. And, and it shouldn't feel like because your twin's not here, we don't celebrate anymore. So we did it, which was really lovely and beautiful and so yeah we got through our first you know I, I, this is going to be a year first and some first really take you out and I feel like for me it was the anniversary that it was like it's too much that's why I went to upstate New York during that time and for Alyssa my bonus baby for her it was Father's Day it was too much you know and then for Terrell his twin it was his birthday so I feel like we all have a date that's just like you know what this is too much so I'm glad that we're on this other side but um on a brighter and lighter note I just got back from Investment. Yeah, it looked epic. It was epic. <laughs> I feel bad for anyone. I'm like, do we want to talk about COVID when you were just at Invest Fest? If you guys, I were know, in a I'm pretty sure. Tiffany, Here's the thing, y'all gave it to me, so that's your fault. <laughs> I was hugging people, Listen, kissing babies, shaking hands. I'm pretty sure. I, I saw not one mask <laughs> in the Instagram stories, and I was like, oh, okay, Atlanta, y'all just out there, girl. Okay. It, but Atlanta's always like the pandemic has just never been like <laughs> I just feel like Atlanta was like oh we're good here we're the city too busy to have COVID girl um, it was <laughs> it, but when I tell you though I have to say Rashad Troy and they have another partner MG they're, these are the, the founders of this 
podcast and business, really this media business called Earn Your Leisure. Like if y'all have heard of it, they're just a little business called Earn Your Leisure. <laughs> but some people, you'd be surprised. And so, so, so yeah, they have a podcast, but they also have like just a larger business. And so they had their second ever Invest Fest. Um, last year was the first one, same place in Atlanta at the Georgia Conf- Congress Center or something like that. That's huge. Um, and I yeah, spoke World like, um, yeah, it was huge. And so I, I got to speak. I was on a panel with Anthony O'Neill, this woman named Amiz Business, who is a, a CPA, and Egypt Sherrod. You might remember her. If you're, if you're from New York, Egypt used to be a, a really popular radio personality. Now these, she's this huge HGTV star. So Egypt Sherrod, she's really awesome. So it was the three of us on the panel, Egypt hosted, and we talked about how to survive the recession. And so it just, you know, it went well. I'm used to sitting on stages, but it wasn't until like I got to sit back in the audience that I realized what it looked like from the audience, how epic it felt because they had 12,000 black and brown people here for financial education, not a concert. And you would have thought we were at a concert, like the way they screamed for like their favorite financial educator, not a concert, <laughs> not for music, not for, it felt like, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I've been to, I've done, I've spoken at Essence Fest. I've spoken at Women That Are Loose with um, T.D. Jakes. I've spoken at Women Evolved with um, Sarah Jakes, his daughter. I mean, I've spoken at some of the biggest, literally the, there's a conference called the Women's Conference, which is the largest women's conference in the world, or I think it's like 60 or 70,000 people that come. And I never felt more of the impact than this conference, just because to see a sea of us, and there was no, um, what are those things, metal detectors, there was no issues. I mean, they had a vendor room, you know, like you didn't feel like, it just felt like, yo, like a huge family reunion of people who want to do better. It was just, it was incredible. And the kind of vision that you have to have to do something like that, I'm just, I have to commend Rashad, Troy, and MG and their whole team because the execution was amazing. And so, yeah, I had an awesome time. Check my, it might be too late, but I was going to say, if you check my stories, so it is too late because by the time you watch, you listen to this, the stories will have passed. I'm glad so. I remember to get on there. I'm like, I thought she posted something in her stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the I sound did. of the crowd cheering for you. I was like, you go, girl. <laughs> they love you. It was crazy because that's how I got the vid because I, you know, sometimes you forget how many people that, you know, you've served over the years. And so I was walking through the vendor thing. I, I don't thought, oh, that I got 10 steps into the vendor, but there were so many dream catchers. They were like, Tiffany, I just have to tell you. Tiffany, I just have to tell you. Tiffany, tip. it was amazing because you think these are black and brown personal financial folks. You know, so of course they're like, I know my favorite black and brown creator. So many people are like, oh my God, tell me I said hi. I love the podcast. Tell me I said hi. I love the podcast. Can I give you a hug? Which I should have said no, because y'all gave me COVID. But I t- begrudgingly took them hugs because y'all always tease me about not like being hugged. Now you see why. <laughs> but um, no, it was epic, honestly. Oh, the most epic thing, hello, was that the guys partnered with Steve Harvey. So last year they had like, I want to say 4,000 people came. This year, 12,000. They partnered with this, with Steve Harvey, who his keynote on Saturday was amazing. And then Steve Harvey brought on Tyler Perry, who you know is like Atlanta, like royalty, because he's built that 300, like, or 1,600 acre, you know, um, studio on a a former Confederate army um, lot, you know? And he said something so powerful. He said, um, what did he say? He said, you know, however many years ago, this plot of land, there were men here who was pl- who were plotting on how to keep all the Negroes in their quote unquote place. And now this plot of land is owned by one Negro, me. I was like, you better talk your talk, Tyler Perry. <laughs> but his, 
his um, keynote was just also awe-inspiring. Um, it just, it to me, the, the whole conference was just a reminder of what is possible when you are aligned and really understanding like what your alignment is and focusing on that, not what everybody else is doing, but like what your thing is and moving forward with that. So it was just like awesome. That sounds dope. I mean, that's all we need. Like, and just a reminder too that black and brown people can be seen in that context of success, of bettering ourselves, of edge being highly educated and going after it. I mean, that's that sounds amazing. Yeah, and we can still yeah, have fun. Can Rick Ross performed. It was like I could still twerk and then talk about uh, real estate investing the next hour. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. No, it literally feels like Essence Fest, but completely focused on like finance and entrepreneurship and investing. That is amazing. I might need to get a digital pass next year. Yeah, yeah, you should. Well, while you were there twerking to <laughs> Rick Ross, some stuff was happening in the news. So let's see what's going on. First of all, on Friday, jobs report came out and not to brag, but I was right. Um, <laughs> there were 528,000 new jobs in mm. July. And I just want to put that in some context. So experts had predicted something like 200,000 new jobs, which would have been down from June, but blew expectations out of the water. So for those who are still looking for signs of a recession, listen, I think what we're in this period is like mixed signals. Like the economy is just not giving us anything direct. It's one of those relationships where like they're still keeping their open relationship status on Facebook, you know, and we're like not sure where we stand with them. But I think actions speak louder than words and definitely louder than um, speculation. And the action right now is that employers were adding half a million jobs, which is just like very exciting. And whoever, you know, whatever political leanings you guys may have, there was an epic piece of legislation that was passed over the weekend called the Inflation Reduction Act. Let's talk a little bit about that. So this was like the big Democrat-led package. They've been fighting over this for a year, like a year trying to pass this thing. And we thought it was dead. And then it came back at the 11th hour and it got passed. Um, It's going to do, you know, a couple of things. It's going to release more oil so that the prices of gas can hopefully go down. The price of gas can go down. It's going to have funding for... Um, I think I read for low income housing, it's going to release a bunch of money so that they can invest in like climate change initiatives so that the most vulnerable people are not like being impacted by climate change. Oh, my husband was really, this is why my husband texted me. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) there's a tax credit for people who have um, electric vehicles. Okay. um, Up to $7,500 for a new electrical vehicle, electrical. And he's like, so Tesla number two? Like. Mm. 7500 like we're not fucking with tesla right now but yeah sure what else is there tiff uh let me see sorry i had to mute myself so i could cough my lung out um oh you know it's really crazy that um so normally um in order for something like this to pass you have to have uh 60 votes you know um but um they were able to maneuver um through a different kind of legislative arm and so they only needed like just a majority. So it was literally split in the Senate 50-50 and then Vice President um, Kamala Harris was a tie-breaking vote. So yeah, I'm just like, this uh, This seems like, you know, a step in the right direction, we hope. Um, and to your point, you know, it's like, like it's like, are we in a recession? It's complicated. So are we officially in a recession? You know, no, but are there some recession-y 
you know, um, trends happening? Yes. Uh, but a huge trend toward whether or not we're in a recession, to Mandy's point, is unemployment, which is something that, you know, not only is that not an issue, like it's quite the opposite. There are a ton of jobs out there. So let that be a reminder. Don't let your employer talk to you any kind of way. I mean, don't just leave, but, you know, go ahead on and yeah. um, get you some coaching with Mandy. And then be like, all right, then I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. Or do leave, but do it right. Yes. Strategically. <laughs> There was one cool thing in the bill that I didn't even realize was hanging in the balance. Remember Obamacare? Um, Millions of people still use Obamacare. And how it became affordable for lots of people were subsidies. So they would actually like take your income into account. You would get a subsidy. It would lower your premium. Those were supposed to expire this year. So thankfully, with this bill, they have been extended through 2025. Um, Yeah, I had no idea. If that had happened, Obamacare, like for because I remember my dad, I used to, before he got a job that offered benefits. I used to enroll him and it was not cheap, even with the subsidies. So I can only imagine what that would have caused for families. So thank y'all for getting some ish done on Capitol Hill for once. (laughs) I know. Speaking of Obamacare, it's funny. um, Do you remember, Mandy, like, I don't know if you remember, like, you know, this uh, um, uh, President Trump was not the president um, yet. He was still running. And he took, Steve Harvey had taken a picture with him. Do you remember that? And like people were mm-hmm. up in arms, the blacks and the browns were up in arms. Like Steve, you cool, you sell out. I vaguely I feel remember. like we can't figure out whether we love Steve Harvey or not. I'm guessing I since know, he was on Netflix, we do. Well, here's the thing. He told the story of what really happened with that picture. He said, first of all, I should have listened to my wife. She said, "Don't you go up there," you know. But he actually did not go to see, um, uh, you know, President Trump. He went up there to see, um, oh, who's the guy gifted hands? Oh, my brain is like in a fog. He was um, Ben he was, Carson. Yes. He went to see Ben Carson, which it's such a shame, Ben Carson's legacy. You're like, Jesus, like I read Gifted Hands as a kid because my mom was a nurse and made us all read it. And now his legacy is like of a buffoon almost. I'm like, how are you brilliant and a buffoon at the same time? Either way, it happens. And so I don't know why Ben Carson was the HUD director because he's an amazing, amazing surgeon that changed the lives of so many people and, and the way surgery is done. But that doesn't have anything to do with like understanding the housing, housing market and all the complexities there. It's two different things. So anyway, um, Steve went to see Ben Carson because he had an idea of there were all of these schools, and I can be a testament because Newark has a lot of schools that were shut down because they were doing poorly. And Steve said, these schools already have the infrastructure in place, these empty buildings. What if we turn them into vision centers, basically like like community centers, because they're already here. They're already here to, to serve kids. Let's not let it just like waste away. So he went to see Ben Carson to give him that idea. Ben said, I think this is actually a great idea of Ben's time in office. That was the only idea that he actually did and saw through. Um, so Steve was like, you know, he had not seen the president. He was coming out and getting to the elevator and here goes the president. Oh, Steve, I'll go down with you. Steve was like, oh man, okay. Cause, and so he had already told the press when he was going up, the press is like, what are you doing here? He said, I'll tell you when I get back. Cause he wanted to talk to Ben Carson, kind of get his word that they were going to move forward with these vision schools. So now the president's on the elevator with you. And Steve said, I'm sweating bullets. Like, damn, 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 damn. They come downstairs and here's all the press. The president steps in front of him and says, today was a good day. We had a meeting. We're getting rid of Obamacare. And Steve is in the back like, that's not what I had said. <laughs> <laughs> Steve was like- Wrong place, wrong time. Yo, he friend. was like, that's not, what, that's not what I had said. So then the president walks off, proud of himself. And then Steve went on to say, I was here to talk to Ben Carson, these vision school, but, but, but of course, you know, that's not gonna sell news. So it was like that president and Steve Harvey talk about getting rid of Obamacare. So I thought it was just a poignant moment of like what things look like versus what things are. 
you know, and yeah. um, jumping to conclusions. Yeah, so I just, <laughs> it was just crazy. Optics I mean, are everything. Oh, uh, yes, optics, yes. And he was like, but honestly, if I had just listened to my wife, which famous last words, um, then I wouldn't have gone up there because she said basically it was too soon. You know, like just wait and, and reach out later. But I just thought that that was a funny story. And I was like, let me let me pass that on, you know, so Mr. Harvey can get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> he could learn a thing or two from a listener, Kevin. Remember the listener, Kevin, from last week? Y'all, if you haven't listened to BA yes. Q&A's update, we have the most epic um, update from our beautiful listener, Kevin, who did not listen to his wife. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna he coined the phrase I'm gonna re-listen to her Ooh, <laughs> I like re-listen that. to her mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, well that's good I mean you know let's do some free PR work for Steve Harvey that's all right <laughs> Rio <laughs> peed in the potty yesterday twice oh look and becoming a big boy yes yes because how, yeah, how old is Rio now he'll be three in November so it's time yeah it's time. no no honestly here's the thing that because Rio is tall he looks five or even six like i've seen the pictures okay, you know and so yeah. no but meaning like sometimes it's hard and i tell this to parents that like sometimes it's hard when you have a child that's tall because you actually have higher expectations for them because they look older than they are so just keeping that in mind as you're like why is he doing this why and i would always tell like for example my nephew roman is short for his age he's like the size of his like roman is going to be seven and his sister amelia is, is five and so roman looks like a five-year-old so you know, even though Roman is a genius, he looks extra genius because you're like, look at this talking baby. Meanwhile, Roman's like, uh, I'm 27, so <laughs> that like I we used to like with teachers, they would call it like you know size bias. That just being mindful that like you know that this is a three year old. He is you know doing what three year olds do. I know he looks five or six because he's tall, but your brain is still three, and to you know not push past like you know what is considered like you know within the line. And sometimes certain kids. Kids never, like, you know, they have a, by three you do this, by four you do this. That's not how kids work. Some stuff at one, they're going to be doing what three-year-olds do. And some stuff at three, they're going to be doing what one-year-olds do. That's life, you know? And so, like, I just, I know it's hard for parents because you're just like, oh, my gosh, I want him to be good. I want him to be But, like, I have a parent who was stressed because her kid used to hold the fork, like, you know, with with the fist. You know, she's like, what do I do? My little brother did that for way too long. Girl, but then (laughs) look at um, almost Drake. Does he do that now? No, kids get to grow out of them things. Social pressure. Yeah, I mean, everyone's like, your kid's not going to go to college not knowing how to use the bathroom. I mean, it's been chill. (laughs) I'm just like, it's just annoying. You know, we let him run around with no diaper, which is what every parent who's potty trained told me to do. They're just like, take the diaper off. You're going to have some messes. It's going to be like training a puppy. It sure was. He loved to pee. He peed in Anna's room. He peed in the foyer. He peed in the kitchen. Oh, my god! We made it to the potty twice. So that's a win. That was our first day. Um, so we're just yeah, gonna do a potty, a potty song and a potty dance and some stickers or something. You know, this is the pro tip that I haven't tried yet is putting Cheerios in the toilet and letting him practice aim. I've heard like, that. The Cheerios. I've heard that. We don't have any Cheerios. So I was like, I guess I'll have to get some Cheerios. <laughs> see I've happens, heard that. But. That he's going to be like, oh, let me see. <laughs> oh, I, we ready yeah. for a break and come back with some BAQA? I think that's a good place to leave it. Yeah. Be right back with BA. Wait, no, brown boost, brown break. I know. <laughs> brown boost, brown break. With that emoji with like half the face melted. <laughs> exactly. BRB, y'all. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. 
They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay. It's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. And we're back in black. It's time for the B-A-Q-A. Meanwhile, oh my gosh. It's time for Brown Books, Brown Break. I, I don't have the song in me, y'all. Like this COVID is just I just realized life. I'm sitting here bopping to it. And I'm like, she did it again. <laughs> oh brown my God. Brown break. They're like, what day of the week is it? I cannot wait to get back in this bead. Um, so brown boost, brown break. I am going to do a simple break for this damn COVID. Like, uh, I just feel like between monkeypox, COVID. It's like, you don't even want to go outside. You know me, I don't go outside. The one time I went outside, I brought the vid back to my household. Um, so I am brown breaking from COVID. And I, you know, I, I was wearing my mask, but then you just feel like, oh, you know, like, you feel bad because like, people want to take pictures and it's like with a mask, whatever. I learned my lesson. I'm going to take my nap, drink my liquids, rest. But yeah, I am brown breaking from COVID. And I mean, I guess it could be worse. It could be monkeypox, which, ooh, child. I, you know, I never even had chickenpox, let alone monkeypox. So, <laughs> oh, really? Are you going to get shingles? <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> I tried to get chickenpox because my sisters had it. So I kept touching their chickenpox. Like, I want to get it. And I never demanded it. This is back when we were kids. I didn't know any better. So that is my quick brown break. I haven't breaked in a while, but I'm breaking from the po- from the pox in the, she in the vid. She broke in. <laughs> I am. She broke in. Well, I read, I'm going to do, I don't know if this is a boost or a break, but it's a fun fact. Not a fun fact. I wanted to shout out, I'll do a brown boost. Brown boost for CPAs, for the accountants of America. I didn't realize we're in an accountant shortage right now. Really? Like there's not enough accountants for all Americans who need accountants. Yeah, so they're having a really hard time getting people to go into the profession. So like wage increases for accountants are on the rise because of this shortage. So shout out to the hardworking accountants of America. Shout out to you, Carlos, who does brown ambitions taxes. But yeah, that's that. And I'll do another brown, a a mini brown boost. I'm finally reading, listening to Viola Davis's book, her memoir, Finding Me. And I've been trying to listen to it to like, you know, I like to listen to audiobooks at night to go to sleep. But her story is just so damn riveting. And I cannot believe 
the circumstances she had to overcome to get to where she is now. So if you guys are looking for a good memoir, she reads it herself. That's why I love the audiobook, Finding Me by Viola Davis. Oh, Highly recommend. Gonna, but bring tissues and Yeah, it's it's a lot. I just cannot believe like dang, dang. That's that's her story. That's wild. She came from like, I mean, intense poverty. So many different struggles. I won't spoil it for you guys, but highly recommend. Oh, that's good. You know, I love me a good book, sees. <laughs> I'm currently but listening now to... now you need uh, a nap, see. I know. I'm listening to Start With Why um, by Simon Sinek. And I just finished a 12-week year by, I don't even know, it's like by two guys. So that was good. Because I'm really trying to learn how to execute better. So I feel like I execute, but very, very, very sloppy and all over the place. I'm like, can I be more strategic? <laughs> Give yourself some credit. But yes, we can all. Yeah, of course, there's always room for improvement. But you've done really well for yourself, Tiff. You I. <laughs> thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Despite me not having the same level of oomph. But I'll be back next week because COVID is not going to hold me down. I promise you. I'm going to drink this tea, lay in this bed and just like relax. Look for all the remedies. Drink onion water. Put Ooh, onions mm-mm. in your socks. Mm-mm. All that TikTok <laughs> stuff that was going viral. <laughs> some all ginger, right. maybe some turmeric. That's about all I got. Some zinc. Everyone says take zinc. So I'm like, all right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Please take care of yourself. We'll see you next week, Tiff. Get some rest. Right, bye. BA bye. fam. Thank you for listening. We'll see y'all Friday for BA. We'll see you Friday for BAQA. Even though Tiff tried to do it twice. <laughs> we'll see y'all Friday. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host, and I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.